It is Bob and Zip. It's Mr. Zipfeld. I, I think we're live. Ed, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Zip, are you there? Do we have audio? I am here. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people used to mistake his name when we worked together in the 80s, and they would call, I like that guy with you, Skip. Skip is great. <laughs> I love everything he does. He uh, looks a little skippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and sketchy. <laughs> uh, we're also going to have Spike O'Neill tonight and Andrew Rivers and Sean Alexander, uh, our dear attorney friend who will weigh in on things legal and sometimes not. Uh, the, the collapse of that bank, SVB, which I know you watch a lot of cable news, Zip. You were, Skip, you were probably fascinated by that. <laughs> yes, I was. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So are we ready to go? Anybody we losing any money? I, I just, <laughs> just want to mention that uh, evidently Ed and I have the same bedhead hairdresser. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, to start off tonight, first off, I want to thank the Black River Innovation Campus because uh, that's where I'm broadcasting from in Springfield, Vermont. I'm also teaching a podcasting class here, although teaching is the wrong word because I'm an old guy and I bear I, twitch is what I do involuntarily because of, uh, <laughs> you know, neuro neuropathies. But uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I, I do want to say we have an incredible group of students. Uh, and at least one or two of them will end up being guests on this podcast. Uh, there oh, is excellent. one who is a specialist in uh, in uh, medical weed. Uh, there is another medical marijuana. Wow. That's right. To balance that out, there is another who is doing a podcast on pandemic parents, uh, parents who have to deal with what their kids missed out uh, during the pandemic. And I know. Right. Um, I know that Spike is interested in that sort of thing uh, as well. So uh, that'll be coming on a future show. I am making maple syrup. Barely made it here tonight. So let's bring on some of our uh, cohorts here. Oh, and we'll add Spike in. Spike has a glitch with his phone that whenever we add someone in, he loses his sound. Do you have your sound yeah, now? I, I'm fine. But if as soon as Andrew or Sean or anybody from your podcast class comes on, I lose all sound. And I'll just log out and log back in, and it reconnects for some reason. So. That's perfect. It's called a workaround. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay, for, Twitchy. Twitchy. Um, I'll tell you, I I supposedly teach the podcast class, but I learn so much from the students, uh, and uh, and it's it's actually a, a, a thrill. It's an honor. So um, I want to start tonight by uh, hearkening back to a discussion we had several weeks ago. I think you were all here, where I lamented the death, which was called prematurely by Tom Petty, of, of the DJ, and yeah. talked about how Spotify could fix that problem. Does everybody remember the yes. summary of that? I, I don't think I was here for that, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying the premise. Okay, <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll, give you the, uh, I'll give you the really bullet point version. On YouTube, there are these people who make their own channels, and they're called influencers. And they can actually make a decent living, sometimes a fantastic living, and become yes. stars. Uh, thing is, they're selling electronics. They're doing all kinds of work, advertising work for people, and they become influencers, and they get paid. My son is an influencer. He's a comedian. Uh, he gets somewhere close to 3 million views a month, and I'll let him talk about it, but both YouTube and Facebook, I believe, send him a check. And, and they may be 
a huge portion of his employment. So, uh, so that's fantastic. But over the years, what I used to do, be a radio DJ, and, and Zip, you were a DJ. Spike, you were never... And, and Ed, I don't think you were denigrated to that level where you just spun records. Yes, no, I started out that way. I spun. Oh, you did spun records. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, and it was not even a respected profession back then, at least by my dad, who said, "When are you going to get a real job? You'll never have a backup Rivers. plan." Yeah, he said, "You'll never make any money spinning records." Bob Rivers, you'll never amount to anything. I'm ashamed of you. Vinyl in a circle. Come on. But then, but then it became air personality, yes. rather than DJ. And when I got to, and Spike, you're a brilliant one, Ed, still on a major market show. When I got to be an air personality, my dad said, "Is it too late for me to get in on this racket?" <laughs> <laughs> so you looks, talk, you talk, yes. and they pay you just to talk. That's right, and you're full of shit. Uh, Joe's not here tonight, so I'll let the S word sweep by. So, yes. uh, all right. So years ago, I met the inventor of Apple iTunes. I actually looked him and another fellow up, and they're on the patents for the iTunes player. He told Steve Jobs um, that, and his wife that if they made the songs 99 cents, they could completely revolutionize the music industry and sell songs. And, of course, that led to streaming and so many other things. When they started iTunes Radio, I suggested to this guy at Apple that he should hire me. And he said, yeah, we're going to buy Beats instead. We're not looking for white-haired old DJs. So <laughs> it didn't happen. But what I had told them back then, and still it's amazing to me that it hasn't happened now, is that a DJ, a music host, is an influencer. Mm -hmm. And that like the model of YouTube... These programs like Spotify or uh, Bezos Fi or whatever the, all the ones are, <laughs> Apple, they should create software much like this TV studio in a browser that allows you access to all the music they've licensed. And they should have these influencers talk to audiences. Can you imagine a 20-something hot guy or girl? Uh, by the way, there's pictures now, so we would have never had a job. But hey... <laughs> Oh, I, I had an idea. I'm going to uh, song a station that plays only kids' songs. I'm going to call it Pedify. What do you think? Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm, the perf I'm the perfect face for that. So, the, yeah. yes, the thing about the internet, no matter how small your niche, <laughs> <laughs> they will find you out. So, so, anyway, I've been saying for a while it's, it's Spotify ought to do this. Well, Spotify has done something. And, and by the way, whenever I think something should be invented on the internet, and I have some pride in this, usually it gets invented. What about Spikeify? That was a flat failure. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so yesterday, or the day before, um, Spotify came out with a press release on its brand new DJ. Oh, my God. Now, they've tried things. Apple tried hiring Taylor Swift, and they bought Beats Music, and they try to put stars on with their own channels, and no one wants to hear Bruce Springsteen play Bruce Springsteen songs. Well, Taylor Swift kept breaking up, so with herself. <laughs> and by the way, why is Brinks, Springsteen's canceling shows? Uh, as by yeah, COVID, COVID, COVID. He has COVID. Not him, but several members of the band. Uh, I can't. I can't believe I got to see the show with the entire band intact. I. I'm just glad it's not <clears throat> can't sell enough tickets. Um, <laughs> though that ain't the problem. All right, so uh, here I search because of this class, there's someone in my podcast class who's really a musicologist. 
And I asked everyone in the class to describe what kind of podcast they'd like to create because you can make anything these days. Sure. And this uh, really passionate guy about music said, I'd like to talk to people about music and curate the new stuff that's coming out and tell people what's good and what's not. And I'm like, that was a free form progressive FM DJ back in the yeah. day. Do you smoke weed? Because that makes that's paramount. <laughs> that's yeah. a different guy that we're going to interview, by the mm. way. So, it's actually a prerequisite. Well, we did back then. Uh, yeah. and, and in fact, the big uh, DJ in New Haven was a guy named Stone Man. Remember Stone him? Man. You ever hear him? No, that predates me. Okay. My days in New Haven. Sorry. Uh, and then a friend of mine, Pete Stone, was also called Stone Man because it was there were probably a hundred Stone Mans out there. Uh, but anyway, so Spotify releases this thing, and I'm Stone gonna... Man. <laughs> you can do the jingle. I'm going to ask <laughs> our uh, Dave, our Dev guy, Dave. Uh, do we have that Spotify clip? I want to play the promotional video first about their AI DJ. This is their new big thing they've just announced. I've, I've already seen this. Yeah. They've reinvented oh. the DJ. Do we have it, Dave? I'm looking. We'll see where I put it. Uh, Take your time. See, this not, is what's not, nice about having a human <laughs> being on your. Stage. Not the TikTok one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, not the TikTok one. Is the joke? That's the that's the one for last. Okay. Inside the making of. It, it just just play one of them. Hey, Max, I'm X, your own personal AI DJ on Spotify. Let's go. Introducing DJ, the best of Spotify made just for you on Tap Away. Hey, I'm super excited to show you a little more behind the scenes on how we brought the DJ to life. First, I want to introduce you to someone very special to me. I wouldn't be here without him. It's the real X. It's fun hearing your own voice introduce you. Hey, what's going on? I'm Xavier Jernigan. My friends call me X, and I'm the first voice model for the DJ. The voice you just heard sounds like mine, but I never said those actual words. It was made by AI based on my voice. Having your very own DJ takes personalization to a whole new level. It creates deeper, more meaningful connections to your favorite artists, and it makes it much more likely that you will discover new ones. The only way this is made possible is with the powerful combination of three things. The perfect selection of music just for you, spoken to you by a stunningly realistic AI voice, and enriched with relevant context about the songs and artists. That context is created by bringing together state-of-the-art generative AI with the passion and expertise of our human editors. Our editorial teams around the world are really music and culture experts. It's this human editorial expertise married with the very best of cutting-edge technology that is Spotify's superpower. I'm personally really excited about DJ. We're able to harness this power, to tell an artist's story, to put context around their work and their songs in a much broader cultural arena like never before. All right, now you know a bit about how it all works. When you're ready to meet your own DJ, just head over to the Spotify app. I'll be waiting for you. Thank you, Ice T Jr. <laughs> okay. Yeah! So, I was so, I was look, I was busy looking for my gun to put it in my mouth. <laughs> so before I want everybody to comment, but I'll just say this: at least broadcast radio had the decency to make actual human beings obsolete. Yeah, it actually had DJs before they axed them. Okay, yes. 
And there's a few left, and God bless you if you're a survivor. Seriously, you're, you're, you know, you and uh, Keith Richards. You know, I don't know how you make it. (laughs) All right. How bad is this? Um, I'm going to start with Ed. Ed? Hello, I'm Keith Richards. Welcome to my show. Today we're going to learn how to play minor E. And three, four chords is all you need, by the way, to make it a rock and roll. The problem with that, by the way, is that you could tell the AI, be a DJ in the voice of Keith Richards, and they would probably do it. Ah! Okay. Uh, zip, zip, fell. Yeah. Uh, to what end? To what end? That's well, what I asked. This, this is the problem. They believe that they know what you want, and they should tell you what you want, just like yeah. radio consultants, by the way. And they, it has never occurred to them that if they opened up the platform and instead of we're going to make a computer, we're going to make Mr. Roboto with your voice. Yeah. They just said, here's the software. Here's the music licensing. Go on and do a show and see if you could attract an audience. They would create stars and influencers like YouTube. And, if, and by the way, if you build it, we will come. Oh, yes. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Spike. He too will come. Driving the last 2,000 people out of the business. AI DJ. <laughs> I mean, seriously? It is you know, so bad. Yeah. We don't need humans for anything. I mean, you know, uh, here's the problem. My greatest moments in radio have been mistakes and when I totally screw up beyond belief. Yeah. Unless you can teach a computer to actually dumb itself down, <laughs> I'm, I'm still so- I'm solid. I'll have a job. Artificial you know, stupidity. A, 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 He's onto something here. I'm on tell you. I'm telling you. You know, uh, just keep blowing pot smoke at your computer nonstop until it dumps down. Well, if you've watched John Oliver's bit on AI, have any of you watched that? It's yeah, that, I have. It's freaking incredible. He yeah. actually talks about some of the mistakes AI makes. And um, I, I think we're going to cue Dave uh, to play. Already, this is being mocked by young people. Watch this. A TikTok video. And that was break-ins. I'm going to change the vibe a little bit. I can tell from your listening that you have never had sex. So I'm going to play some silly tunes for little virgin losers like you. Here's Monty PK. I love it. It's a whole new form of parody. Just when you thought it was dead. But it does create a deeper and deeper, deeper echo chamber of what could be, you know, poisonous thought. Mm. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, take out pop songs and put in Always hate groups, look on. Mm. and then have and then have AI send you even more hateful, racist, hate group, extremist videos after that. Basically, you've just talked about you know TikTok's uh, algorithm, right? The completely. That's Facebook's algorithm. That's everybody. Whatever engages your eyeballs, you get more of. Yeah, that is uh, that is one of the big challenges of AI, which John uh, Oliver uh, really talks about well, in, yeah. and he shows some of its major screw ups. Um, but uh, back to just the DJ. Um, <laughs> it was just so sad. I, I sort of feel like what other professions have complete. I mean, other than buggy whip manufacturer. Um, you, you know, and, and here's a profession that could be huge. And I'll tell you why. And, and I think I know why they don't do it. It's about licensing. Mm. So their music licenses, 
are negotiated with record companies and rights holders. And if they started creating these DJs playing on their platform, they might have to redo those licenses. So there are some companies hmm. that do that with software and you pay a subscription like $39 a month to play DJ. But it's pay to play. Great. It should be free. And, and and by the way, if you went to the record companies and you said, um, how would you like a whole new revenue stream of influencers who just like they sell electronic products would sell your music because these curators, these young people with a huge following would make. And then Spotify could also say, and by the way, if you give us those extra rights, we'll push you to the top uh -huh. because Spotify, iTunes, I believe. I don't have proof. They are all doing what we used to call payola. Mm -hmm. Yeah, only Dick Clark's not involved this time out. This time, yes. And he's <laughs> almost, if he had lived just a couple more years. Yeah. <laughs> good about it. This um, Dick Clark, guess remember what? When, remember when people like went to jail for that, for taking yep. money to move a, a product up on the playlist? That's part of what Spotify does. Yeah. Um, and so no remember, eight balls though. Remember when Mr. Carlson's foot went numb because Johnny told him it was foot powder? <laughs> <laughs> KRP in Cincinnati reference. Is that true? Is oh that yeah, true? it was a great great episode. Oh, it sounded like what is that? So it's foot powder, and he put it in his sock, and all of a sudden his foot's asleep, and he's like banging his foot. <laughs> came came from a record guy. Anyway, that's that's topic number one. Um, th there's a, a whole crowd of people, and if you do a Google search on this, uh, there's a whole bunch of people who would love to curate music and be DJs and actually do radio shows on the internet, but you can't. And and people like us too. Uh, there are things I'd love to play to you that I find they're copyrighted. I cannot on this show report on cool stuff I found during the week by playing you a clip. That Spotify right. clip will get away with because it's a PR club for Spotify right. and we're right. doing editorial con. Maybe we won't get away with it. It'd be interesting to see if Spotify's algorithm picks up on their own. <laughs> on their own. Very possible. <laughs> um, host GPT. I like it. Well, there are a couple, there was some <laughs> software by the way that allowed you to DJ with Spotify and Spotify nixed it two years ago. They made it no longer mm. compatible. All right, so that's topic number one. Topic number two, I'd like to bring in Sean Alexander. Uh, this was probably, hi, Sean. Greetings. You're on Orcas Island, life is good? Yeah. Good day today. Good. Um, <laughs> probably the biggest news story of the past week was the uh, collapse of a bank. SVB, yeah, SVB. Silicon Valley Bank. Everybody see the story and worry a little yep. bit about the economy? Raise your hand if you worry. I'm going to give half a figure because I saw a story, but I'm not worried about the economy. <laughs> Ed, did you worry? You're, you know, yes. You're in America. Um, from what I've heard, this bank failure could have touched off a chain reaction similar to 2008. Yeah. And over the weekend, the powers that be in the federal government met and decided not to bail out the bank, although it sure looks like a bailout. Yeah, it sure as hell does. How do you feel about bailing out banks, Ed? I, hey, I sort of, can I, sort I, of a can I address this, Bob? Can we talk have, about please, this? Please, Sean, you go first. All right. So when when the banks 
insurance program kicks in, it's a federally guaranteed setup. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that that money is coming from the feds. That means that's coming from that insurance corporation, which is paid for by the banks. Those right. sadly misunderstood bankers. Yes. They have to pay insurance. <laughs> Those poor and this is I, some... I feel so bad for them. Uh, but but that is only up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Correct. We're talking about billions of dollars. I, but I understand they, that. And and they, so, oh, go ahead. They announced today they're going to cover over two fifty, but only for investors. I mean, only for uh, depositors. Depositors, and and that's the key here. Um, investors, the shareholders. If you're a shareholder in a bank. And it's it can be very good, these kind of things. Okay, so now Silicon Valley Bank has a bunch of problems, but they also have a bunch of assets as far as a customer list, people who can spend and lose this kind of money. Some other bank will come in and say, you know what, we're going to help bail you out. We're going to take your assets here will will buy you out right and and by the way if the federal government hadn't come in and guaranteed that money for uh, there, there were a ton of firms that weren't going to make payroll this week right. there were a ton of firms that were going to throw people out of work there were a ton of other banks that would have gone under because this would have been contagion and anybody involved in tech would have pulled their money out and everybody would have been watching um, you know, it would have uh, one of the things that could have happened is it could have just let, been left with the big four banking institutions because nobody would trust anything smaller. That was the worry. And what the Fed did, I saw immediately people whining about how they're bailing out the bank. No, if you worked at the bank, you're fired. If you, you know, were a, an owner investor in the bank, you lost your shirt. But if you're one of the depositors who did nothing wrong, your money is 100 percent. Had that not happened, vultures, as Sean was describing, would have swooped in. <laughs> All right. So, so so let's first talk about how quickly this happened. That damn information superhighway. That internet. That internet. That it, DJ killing internet. Everybody <laughs> knowing what's going wrong really hurts things when it goes wrong. In seconds. <laughs> yeah. Panic. So, yeah, that's what happened. And and a bank runs usually take a while because you have to ride from town to town in a stagecoach in the old days. To get it's not the thirties, and it's but, not going to be the same way this time. And and so there's another aspect that most people don't realize: most banks they loan and and deal between other banks. So if someone comes to and says, "Hey, I need a hundred and ten million dollar loan." And they say, well, look, you know, state regulation says we can only loan out 50 million, but the bank across the street will join in. We'll do a joint venture. We'll loan to you. So when these collapses hit, it's a chain reaction and it can be it can get real ugly. Now, this particular bank did some stuff. So if you were if you were a startup company, capital to start off, your employees yeah. go to this bank and say, look, I'm, uh, I got uh, $3 million worth of shares. They don't vest for five or six years, but I'd like to buy a house. And they would go, yeah, well, we're Silicon Valley Bank, so uh, we'll, we'll loan you money to buy a house. And they would hold on to that loan, as Sean yeah. said, instead of selling it to another bank. Uh, but the other thing that, the, the, the thing that shocks people is why didn't they see this coming? And Sean pointed it out. It happened so fast that it was destroyed prairie fire oh it was it was hellfire and um part of that is is the internet 
But also part of it is because this bank was actually pretty responsible. Let me finish this one point, Sean, because you can tell I listened. To <laughs> Sounds like um, this bank backed a whole lot of what they had with treasuries, T-bills, and they were 10 year treasuries, which are worth what they're worth in 10 years. But if you need to unload them tomorrow, Sean, you can take it from there. Well, they're they're not quite as valuable. Yes, that's put right. it that way. Yeah. So, and the other reason, because there were the not only the information highway, but the regulations had been changed, so no one was looking. And having dealt with state regulations and federal regulations on banking before, the the state in here in Washington is much more strict. So if the if you fit the state regulatory guidelines, you exceed the feds. And that's how I saw it. But we got into banking right after there was a savings and loan crisis in 95. Oh, so I should mention um, Sean's family. I, I can say that, right? They owned banks. You just did. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> no, you can't say it. Go back when he said When he says we're in banking, it's, it's a colloquial well, we. You know? yeah, but I yeah. wanted to make sure. I, I no longer yeah. am in banking. And in yeah. fact, I'm a convert. Credit unions, my friend, yes. Credit unions public banking is what needs to happen to avoid this problem in right. the future. So after the credit, after the savings and loan collapse, which we remember decades ago, um, someone in your family uh, <laughs> swooped in <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and and saved some people, Bob. Thanks for bringing Absolutely. it up. Yeah. 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 We, we were able to by a couple of branches of a bank that was forced to by the regulator said you guys are overextended you got to you're going to close these branches and we were able to bid on them and, and get a couple which took us from one branch small bank to a much bigger branch bank very quickly so we had to deal with all these regulations yeah. but we got the lists of all the depositors and we got those customer lists and those became our customers. And if they want to change and go somewhere else, that's fine. But we put them back on the street. We get said, here's your money is safe. Here it is. There you go. But the, but that all that is covered by insurance that's paid for by the industry. Paid for by they the should industry. tell you. And, and the other thing, by the way, that we should point out is um, the last time something like this happened, it was 2008 and it resulted in TARP. Remember what that stands for? Anybody? Toxic asset. Troubled mm -hmm. asset. Yeah, well, it was, bu it was yeah. bundling of derivatives. Yeah, yeah, bad paper. Yeah. <laughs> Troubled asset relief program. And people complained about that. In fact, we did a song called Trillion Dollar Bailout about how we all resented that. <laughs> um, it turns out the government made money on that uh, because they, the government doesn't just give <laughs> no. except during the pandemic they gave and now they're coming to hunt you down if you took it wrongly uh so the government will get paid back and actually with interest and and make money after these assets recover and there's nothing there was nothing underneath these assets that was really all that bad it was really an internet meme bank failure as sean was pointing out earlier this time yeah I, yeah and i listened to the news today after I was done doing real work and <laughs> and heard uh, that there was a massive uh, share bonus and sale over the weekend before oh, it, this happened. Yeah. And I went, they're in so much trouble. <laughs> that is so, yeah. you can't do that. 
that was yeah. that was also I've heard the response to that, and that was our previously scheduled weeks ago um, share bonuses for our employees. So yeah, um, yeah. it was those were My, already baked in. But yeah, I, we're, we we were letting the rich passengers of the Titanic. They'd already scheduled a, a lifeboat cruise, <laughs> a junket, an excursion. So it was it was pre <laughs> yeah, it was previously scheduled excursion. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't the Falklands. No. <laughs> going to. So so all right, there is some blame there. Certainly blame uh, from the management of the bank. Uh, certainly blame from federal regulators. Didn't yeah. they get rid of that Dodd Frank thing that you know? Yes, they did. Well, yeah, so back in back in twenty eighteen. So restrictive. Yes. So so happy to see it gone. Yeah. yeah. I played the tape twice today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So oh, you're yeah. on it with your show. Oh, in yeah. other words, we had banking regulations that would have prevented this, and uh, uh, they were trumped. Uh, but it, but so by the fair. way, I wouldn't even blame that on Trump. Our government routinely removes protections as soon as Ali Ali Oxen are all free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, it's yeah. a pendulum. It swings exactly. back and forth, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Administrative with the yeah. administrations. Yeah. So, so all right. There's blame for the for the regulators for not seeing it coming. There's blame for uh, the bank itself for not acting far enough ahead, and 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 buying those ten year treasuries meant their money was locked up. They 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 sort of T-bills. It, yeah yeah. In we'll just put that in a mistake column. You flew into a box canyon and ran out of altitude and ideas. That's a, yes. That's a pilot's uh, word for it. Okay. But there's another, there's another important part of this, and that is the Fed has been raising interest rates so fast, mm-hmm. and there haven't been any consequence. Oh, this yes, is- there have. Talk to Canadians. <laughs> tell tell me the Canadian point. Well, because the, the Americans are raising the interest rates, but the Canadian banks are not. So the American, you know, everything's indexed to the American dollar. So the Canadian dollar falls in value. Yeah, yeah. I so saw right- that. It's, I saw that it's uh, worth uh, uh, that I can buy one for a dollar thirty five. Sixty five cents or so. Well, it's a dollar thirty five the other way. I can yeah. buy a Canadian dollar for sixty seven cents. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Poor Jeff here, my my buddy. I, I can buy the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> for eleven hundred American side from Canada <laughs> here here to uh, South Carolina. Interesting, that, by the way, that Canada isn't following. <laughs> the the not not uh, uh, no, don't buy that. Now. that leave and them the alone. Re- Call it the bar. rebel yell of Montreal. <laughs> there are some subtle differences, by the way, but um, but interest rates have, are rising all over the world. We always think America is the only country doing something, and, it, and it's usually global uh, monetary shit. It has that's ramifications, happening. yeah. But uh, but that's interesting. The that can Canada is a little behind. Um, so the other part of the blame is the Fed. This is the consequence of raising the interest rates, and now they have to decide whether to keep raising the interest rates, which Wall Street doesn't want. Or to relax because this bank, it's sort of like uh, the bank's like, I'll slice my own throat if you don't stop raising interest rates. You know, Wall Street is like, see? Uh, and so it's the share have... from it's the share from Blazing Saddles. Nobody moves. <laughs> Somebody help that poor man. Great analogies. Well, I, so, I would tell people to get out of commercial banks. Find a credit union. Mm, Deal yes. with it. It's so much better. They they're don't pay shareholders. Agree. They don't pay taxes. And the members are there. Now, they're more conservative on some loans. They mm-hmm. won't make you that adjustable rate mortgage that you really shouldn't get. That reverse mortgage that 
you know, takes grandma's home away, they might not mm -hmm. give you that. You might get that at a commercial bank, but you'll be much better off. And people should realize that um, in Washington, they're they're asked talking about state banking where it, the state government will have a bank. And uh, there's also talk of a federal postal service bank. If those things happen, the bankers will scream but the people will really rejoice because you'll no longer pay profit on your money. All right. Sean, can, and, I, ask uh, a, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. <laughs> what, happened, what happened to crypto and all this mess? Um, I don't know enough about crypto to be make an accurate comment. And by the way, I, what Sean just said I, I, goes I can, for everyone on the planet, but go ahead, Spike. No, I can tell you that the two banks that did fold up we're heavily invested in crypto speculation. Mm. I mean, that, that's, that's the risky investments they were making with, with their depositors' money. They were high risk. investing heavily in crypto. Anything like that. I heard from Elizabeth Warren, so I'm thinking it's pretty freaking solid. <laughs> that's, that's liberal. That's liberal. Uh, on one on one yeah. over the phone. That 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 woman knows more about financing than all five of us will ever learn and forget, and that's including Sean. Yeah, I don't Elizabeth Warren knows financing. I don't trust her. Okay. Uh, by, by the I, way, I, I'm willing to be educated, but you see, I'm a radical centrist, and so um, well, five five years ago, she warned that this exactly what was going to happen when they when they overturned Dodd Frank. Oh, well, this about happens that. Yeah. every single time. But, every time, and you could look at it very historically. Wow. Look back at '95, well, 2008. It happens every time. It's because this is where the money is. Yeah. That's where the robin happens. It's just a little uh, different than it used to be. I'm not hearing anywhere but but a politician that uh, that crypto was a cause. By the way, I'm down. No, 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 no. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying crypto was the cause. I'm saying that's not, the that's fact. Well, the, the fact the fact that these banks were heavily invested in crypto was some of the speculation that they were. I mean, one of them was Silicon Valley Bank. They financed startups. Yeah. How many yeah. startups make it? I mean, you know, uh, what do you think well, is going to happen? So they, they finance startups in this way for years. For they, yeah, they price for that. Bake banks have done this for years. They invest in oil wells, diamond yeah. mines, coal mines, and you know, and sometimes they bundle crappy mortgages and sell them off to other investors, to other companies. Yeah, but, but it's not like it's it's not like one guy can take all the diamonds and coal and move to Antigua yeah. like they did with crypto. That was crypto, a crypto, uh, crypto is up <laughs> about twenty percent, by the way, after sure. this bank failure, uh, and it may be because yeah. the bank didn't. The bank failure isn't creating the chain reaction that might have uh, killed yeah. crypto investments. Yeah. But venture capital, so I'm going to say, uh, you know, I listen to these tech guys and I believe a lot of what they say. Venture capital is what brought us all of these incredible inventions and all of these incredible services yeah. that uh -uh. put people out of uh -uh. work, but also improve. No, Sean says uh -uh. people's brains brought us those ideas. Yes. But without the venture capital, you are not going up. Uh, you are not going to be able to get. I have ideas that made billions of dollars for other people with money. Other people, yeah, yeah. good, great, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can you start me a GoFundMe page or fund? <laughs> a GoFundMe page? Did you call it that? Or GoFundMe? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, remember, Joe's here. We can't talk. About oh, Joe. And it wasn't here. me. Who had anybody with Spike on the board? Nobody had that. Nobody that was had a long, that. So that was a, a long odd bet. <laughs> All right. Uh, another side note to uh, what's going on with interest rates of the economy. I think we're about to see other collapses. And today, uh -oh. Big Chicken took a fall. Did you hear, <laughs> what? Did you hear about Tyson? 
No. Big chicken. No. Uh, this was Joe's topic. He he apologized that he couldn't be here tonight because he's coaching, I think, badminton or volleyball. Yeah, or yeah. Full contact badminton. It's a revolutionary sport. <laughs> yeah, I think it's volleyball. Anyway. I like it. What do I know? Uh, but he pointed out, you know, because he would freak out about chicken. Um, yeah. Tyson Chicken is closing two plants. And laying off uh, a good, not a huge hunk of its workforce. Facebook announced a huge layoff today, by the way, 10% of its workforce. But Tyson's chicken, uh, Tyson Chicken's story was really interesting. Um, I don't know much about economics. I mean, I, I try to stay neutral and read as much as I can. But honestly, I, I'm, you know, I don't have a degree or anything. But I know this much. Whatever business you're in, there is this thing called a margin a margin mm -hmm. of profitability in your business. So back when I was a drug dealer, I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> you were an entrepreneur? Was pushing blow. I was an entrepreneur uh, attempting a, a bad startup business. Um, it was high school and it was mostly, as I mentioned before, it was, uh, it was parsley mixed with parsley. oregano. Anyway, um, the, the profit margin of those evil kinds of people is like, you know, 35 to 50% or more. And if you need more of a margin, you just cut it with parsley. Anyway, oh my God. <laughs> you just steal what you need. If you, you need steal, more. or you steal it um, in American business, um, every bank, every publicly reported company has a profit margin and you can see what their margins are. They have to publicly, if you're a publicly traded company, you have to state yeah. it. Uh, and uh, notoriously, uh, for example, supermarkets operate on a very low margin. It's just a few percent. And it's very competitive, which is good for you and me, because if it's very competitive, we're not overpaying, right? Other companies that get, you know, breaks. yeah, they get all kinds of breaks, have a higher margin. I was surprised that Tyson Chicken closed these plants partially because they're getting killed and they're only at a 3.5% margin. And I guess they fired the CEO, they're closing two plants. And they're going to create greater efficiencies at the <laughs> other. So yeah. Well, they also just created greater media interest and demand at the same time. Yeah. And raised and their they margins. Cut, they cut supply, right? By yep. yeah, by cutting supply, they raise their margins on their remaining stuff. Right. Simple. Simple. Yep. If you're big enough, you can do that. Don't take away my five dollar Costco chickens. I'll find out where you live. <laughs> and by the way, buried in the story, uh, there was another announcement that Tyson has introduced a new line of um, chicken sandwich chicken. You don't have to drive to your fast food restaurant to make those chicken sandwiches you crave right at home. And it occurred to me that when it comes to margins, who has a lot of, uh, what do you call it, leverage? A company like McDonald's that's buying... A ton of chicken probably gets they get chicken for minute margins and tyson's like we need to go direct to the consumer with these you know mcchicken sandwiches and so you look at all of that and this is all going to be uh, affected by uh, the economy and inflation and interest rates and all of this and sean did a great job of predicting what would happen with the pandemic um you think we're in for some more rough sailing in the next year this is a sport it is a rough game. <laughs> it will continue on. Mm. Yes, Sean, we will have problems. Chick-fil-A will be spared by the Lord just because he stayed <laughs> closed on Sunday. 
They are. We are a Christian-based chicken organization. And they hate the gangs. All right. I got one more, and then it's open season for anybody, and we're going to bring Andrew <clears throat> Rivers on in a little bit, too. I'm going to have to bounce. I'm going I'm to bounce when you bring Andrew because I got to get off down to the shop. All right. There. That's perfect timing anyway, because you'd lose your sound. Not a problem. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I, I'm glad you brought up the Tyson chicken. I had heard Tyson was close to two plants because the government said they could only use hind legs and their chicken <laughs> legs from here on out. So they cut out half the supply chain. So, <laughs> oh boy. Did you see, did you, did you see the guy who was actually suing Buffalo Wild Wings? Yes, because they're, because they're both boneless, they're boneless chicken not, wings. Boneless. Are chi- they're just chicken. nuggets. They've been lying to us. <laughs> they're not boneless wings. They're not boneless they're just nuggets. You can't and grow all, boneless chicken legs. Oh. And all all those poor chickens rolling around the yard, unable to walk. Right, right. On little, little ro- roller boards, you know. <laughs> they, they had to get jobs <laughs> dubbing for the Cadbury Easter Bunny. Horrible, oh, horrible stern. Spike, Jeez. I thought of you when I heard this today. It was on John uh, Oliver, and you you got to love this. The story about Ron DeSantis. This is, you, you, this is raw red meat for you, or what do you call mm-hmm. it? And um, when he was younger and he would go on dates, he used to purposely, and seriously, this is a story about him. I don't know if it's true, but it was on John Oliver, so might be. Must be true. Um, uh, he used to, when he dated women, he used to take them out to a, a, a restaurants and he used to call them not Thai restaurants. He used to mispronounce it Thai restaurants. Did you? Hear let's that? go. By, let's yeah. Let's go to some get some Thai food at yeah. Thai restaurants. <laughs> yeah. And, and if they corrected him, he stopped uh, dating them. All right, you heard you said. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just hilarious. Um, I personally de- never knew I enjoyed Thai food, but apparently. Okay. <laughs> last, last topic. Everybody, I want to ask you this question. Uh, have you noticed this? Recently, it has come to my attention, living in Las Vegas, traveling to Washington, being back on the East Coast, driving Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont. It seems to be everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I have been. Uh, I have noticed something that is going extinct seemingly i'm sure it still exists but there are fewer and fewer of these speed traps when's the last time you got pulled over for speeding or saw a speed trap anywhere and i also it correlates to especially around las vegas by the way the average speed is 80 something Um, yeah i know what they have posted is, is is a joke Give us Detroit. Same thing. 55. And everybody does 70 plus. Okay. Uh, and, and here's the thing. It's not it's being enforced. It's 40 where I live. It's 40. And they oh, have probably enforced that Orcas Island, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed this, Sip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's, I think it's a traffic hazard to actually have a speed trap. It's more of a hazard yeah. than a yeah. revenue. Because everybody jumps on and locks them down. Well, also, one, in, yeah. in Washington, there's a real push to... And highway fatalities, not just from driving, but from people getting hit on the side of the road. Mm. So they literally are not pulling people over for speeding so the officers aren't at risk for other drivers coming by and clipping them, I swear. Yeah. All right. And they're not promoting this. Like as you drive into the state. No, no. no. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> bring it. Go as fast yeah, as you want. Yeah. You know, that's, that's an offshoot. New, uh, Darwin is the new speed trap. Uh, yes. So That is anyway, an offshoot of texting, though. really is. It is completely. Yeah. yeah. 
Steve Cormier says 80 in Vermont. That's not the speed limit. That's really what people drive. So average. See, average age. Yeah. Average age. <laughs> yeah. That's Florida. Florida. Um, Florida. So I'm driving the other day having this thought. And and I'm uh, text to speech, speech to text, narrating it into my notes for something to ask about on the podcast. And I thought, this might be the kiss of death, but I am wondering why there are never any speed traps. And it happened because I was on 89 South and I'm getting on to 90. I was actually on 93, which is a main arterial into Boston. And I'm just going with traffic and noticed I was going 83. I wasn't going 83 on purpose. Like I hadn't looked at the gauge and said, let's go 83. I know that's not an excuse that will hold up in court. Um, And as I, as I dictated that, ask the guys if they're noticed no speed traps lately, I came around a corner and there in the center pull off was a cop car pointed at me just like it was a speed trap. I was like, well, that'll be a great story for the podcast, too. Yeah. And I took I didn't want to hit the brakes. Mm-hmm. That would be unsafe. So I just took off the gas pedal and slowed down to maybe 79. And I looked and I was like, you know, that feeling you have after you go buy a cop car. You go, is he coming? Is he you going to light him up? Light him up. Yep. Yep. I, I, and I mean, I don't want to say there was a big box of Krispy Kreme donuts in a seat that was more important. <laughs> it was an inflatable cop in the car, Bob. But <laughs> defunded the police. You need to slow people down at that intersection. Sure, sure. That's like the sign that says, uh, you know, uh, we have a security system, and that's just the sign. Yes. Uh, so there yes. was. Beware you know, of dog. Oh, was oh, it oh. worth pulling me over for 80 something? I suspect that it's economic. It is. Well, Texter also mentioned that with police being underfunded and we, we have such a shortage of officers in Washington, they can't hire enough people mm-hmm. that, you know, they're, they're being competitive with other states. They're giving massive signing bonuses and they mm-hmm. can't get enough people to, to, to join the police force. More they're people poaching. have left. Yeah. Well, other, other, other um, forces are poaching guys and guys are leaving the business because mm-hmm. the police have gotten such a, a cruddy, role in society given the the the, the few instances of police excessive violence all police tend to get painted with that brush mm. and guys who put yep. their lives in line every day are just tired of the grief for no appreciation or money yeah so we, we can't find enough cops so there's not enough cops to pull people over and, and, and detroit over. just raised you just raised I'm something sorry, detroit oh, just, ahead, no, for the record detroit just help. gave our officers a ten thousand dollar raise yeah oh that's yeah. not what i was going to say what you made me think of, Spike, was the other reason is that one of the most dangerous things a policeman ever does is walk up to a car he just pulled over on the oh, side yep. of the road or she. Absolutely. That's why Absolutely. they're uncapped. So maybe yep. that's part of it. It safety. is. It's, safety. You know, it's not just everybody doing 80, which they are. I've been passed so much in the last six months. I have been passed while doing 80, yeah, hypothetically. Right, right. Uh, I've been passed by guys like I was standing still. So yes, uh, like guys doing guys doing a hundred. I mean, literally, they're doing a hundred miles an hour up I five. Yeah. yeah. So was Here's that guy what... sitting there in case I was going super fast? So you know how they say like sixty is the new forty. Is ninety the new eighty? And if uh, if you're really bad, they'll pull you over only if it's really really bad. Or um, is he there to uh, remind you there are policemen so you won't go crazy? 
If you had been driving a Crown Victoria, he would have pulled you over for parts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, are we ready for our headliner comedian, Andrew River Spike? I know you got to go do your show. Kick Peace ass. out, gentlemen. Love it's you, been brother. a pleasure. See you, man. Cheers. Spike out. Let's welcome on Andrew Rivers, touring comedian. And uh, <laughs> we haven't seen you in a little while. Where are you? Are you are, are you on the road? I'm home. Oh, oh! I should notice by the messy bed in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's as made as it gets. So uh... you know what? Without the hat, he could drive naked on a horse and make a whole new career. Yeah, he's got that Nelson thing. <laughs> Nelson twins. Lady Godiva. I don't know what any of that means, but First I words, think that's seconds. a compliment. Lady yeah, Godiva. It's about your long hair. Good oh, hair. Okay. Yeah. Dude looks like a lady. You know that reference, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It could except have been your daddy, buddy. Hello, Martin. Yeah. Anyway, I know why he's growing his hair. He's growing it uh, because Charity. he started growing it a few years ago and he did the Mormon special. And when are you going to cut it? Um, uh, the plan is maybe uh, when I film my next special, um, they can look at, you know, I'm still in sort of a prove-it phase of my career, I think. So if yeah. I think... Hey, I wrote all these jokes from here to here. That'll be something kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. No, he it's meant when are you going to cut it? Tree, you know, yeah. when are you going to cut it in comedy? Is what he was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm close to. Um, I've, I've basically got the set, you know. Now I'm, now it's sort of filling in the cracks and smoothing it out, you know. A lot of this show for me was built last year when I was an opening act on on someone else's tour, Steve Hofstetter. And so I was doing 15 minutes at a time every night um, and writing, you know, different sets of, of jokes. But now this year, I've really wanted to be able to do it all in a row more and, and headline my own because because there's just differences when you tell the jokes all together as like a 60 minute piece from you know, some of these things work as a chunk, but, you know, um, sometimes you're trying to add on a joke to that, but they don't know your character really well because they've only seen 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You, have an so, hour to, you have an hour to tell a long story. It's got a beginning, middle, end, and you call backs all the way through. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I have been bragging about you to my friends a little bit. Well, thank I you. Want to make, well, I want to make sure I'm bragging accurately. <laughs> uh, you know, if they're your friends, I doubt they know how to work the Internet. So you can just say whatever you want. Sure. That's just cold. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I'm teaching this uh, class, not really teaching, but coaching, I think is a better word, a class in podcasting, because podcasting is so many different things. And every and it's, it's, it's like that perfume that's different on every woman who wears it. It's, Everyone's got a, for some people, they're making TikTok videos. For some people, they're on Twitch gaming and building a community that way. Uh, and others are doing really good psychological work and training uh, and teaching themselves. And then there's a guy, uh, you know, uh, I'm working with who um, talks about um, medical marijuana, which is it's very hard to get expert advice. And these these are all passionate things that people are doing and trying to figure out how to monetize, which is a word I can't stand. Monetize usually means I'm doing something I love for free and no one's paying me yet. Right? Well, let's start with the cannabis one. I could give you a few tips, man. Yes. All right. And well, we 
we're up. We're up. You for can that, monetize but... marijuana by just hanging out around a Seven Eleven and uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I I'm very passionate about marijuana as well. So uh, if that's what you're bragging about, like, oh, my son's a huge stoner too. You guys, can no, be no, friends, no, no, you know. No, here's here's how I did brag about you. Um, you can monetize your social media in ways that some people don't know anything about. And I don't want to give up any trade secrets or anything, <laughs> but you're getting, I think you told me a few months ago, millions of views per month. Uh, on, yeah, it's uh, it's a little down since then, but uh, just because I've sort of, I had a reservoir of uh, content and then... Uh, it dried up. Yeah, well, I, I got to film this show and I don't want to, you know, you're like, do I put it yeah. out early? Do I put it out when it's finished? Oh, it's so it's so hard. So it's about <laughs> content, though. And, and let's tell people a little bit about how you do it. You post clips. Yeah. And right now you're working on a new show, so you can't post all that new stuff before you go out and tour and do it. Yeah. And that's but, where like a lot of comedians now are, are doing a lot of crowd interaction um and and that gives you sort of free content to put out and hey hey remember remember how funny i am right uh right. and until so you get you're to not going to hang on to that drunk woman from indianapolis for your special so you can go ahead <laughs> and put her on the internet <laughs> most women don't hang around me so uh <laughs> so but but you do get checks from can i can i say any, I mean, YouTube? the last one from Facebook just came in and it was, you know, 400 bucks this month. So, uh, the, you know, that's not there's a little bit. Yeah, I was just down in L.A. actually with Keith and um, I was at, you know, he he knew he, he took me to a comedy show, which is like my fun favorite activity. Sure. <laughs> and uh, and um, Keith is his brother. <laughs> yeah. And so. I was just chatting up one of the other court for fun in his free time too. He just goes to court and watches other lawyers. I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> okay. So, um, anyway, I was chatting with one of the other comedians on the show who was about my level or, or, you know, somewhere. And, and I said, how do you make a living in Los Angeles? And he said, Oh, you have to have a secondary source of income, like a he gets to, for me, my podcast is doing really well. Right. And so that covers all the stuff. You know, he's like, you need a secondary source of uh, income. I said, oh, I have that. That's called a roommate. And so, <laughs> you know, oh, you're a comic? Which to, restaurant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all have our ways to uh, to get through. SEO is yours. So that's a good thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. And um, at, at the same time, these... Um, algorithms are fickle and at any given point the thing could decide uh, no we don't like you anymore you know they, they move the cheese they could change the rules on when, you and especially yeah. when it's going crazy you're trying to you're spending hours a day trying to look at the analytics and try did it was it the hashtag was it oh it's because I got a big pop immediately five seconds into the video and that made people stick around and it's a dark art and it and it's almost you're better off spending that time not even thinking about it and just saying that's dumb luck because yeah, yeah. Yeah. When my videos on YouTube were going crazy over the summer, you know, as soon as they would hit one million views, it was like the faucet just turns the off trickle. and yeah. then it and then it stops. And you're like, well, if it's good enough for one million, why isn't it good enough for four million? You and, know? and Facebook, I believe, is like uh, it's artificial intelligence, uh, but it's also their algorithms uh, will much like 
radio programmers used to put a record in heavy rotation and then say, all right, we've burned that one enough. Let's bring up another artist. And then they put it into, we used to call um, when we backpedaled and downplayed an artist, we used to call that lunar rotation. Come around once every 30 days. Ah, <laughs> Haley's Comet is what yeah. mine's at right now. <laughs> That's a new one. And so it is, it's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough business, but and each each algorithm is different. Like I posted the same video on Facebook, and that got four million views, and then it got me demonetized on Instagram. You know why? What, what uh, it was a joke about. Work? It was the joke where I allegedly sold leftover drugs, and uh, again, <laughs> oh, yeah. Facebook is yeah. like, we think this is great content, and Instagram is like, hey, this is a classy joint. This is where people post pictures of their food you know so right, right right but it was it was sarcasm you weren't really selling drugs no and, i would uh, never do something like that no, uh it came at the 7-eleven and um yeah yeah, yeah. No, he showed up at a five-star restaurant with a wife beater on is what happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's funny no, is because my t-shirts are sort of called xanax the dog t-shirts i have a store on my instagram profile but sometimes once a month, Instagram t tries to take it down and they say, you're not allowed to sell Xanax on Instagram. And I'm like, and it's, oh, it's, it's the name of the T-shirt. It's not. And it's probably oh. a bot that does it and not even. Well, Ed, you're absolutely right, because uh, this was part of uh, John Oliver's expose. You saw his artificial intelligence thing, didn't you, Andrew? Um, maybe. I'm not, not sure. Okay. I think the last week one. Yeah. It blows my mind that Andrew sees all this stuff and doesn't have to subscribe to HBO because that's how yeah. I do it because I'm old and stupid and I didn't cancel my subscription. <laughs> but um, but yes, that's it's just algorithms. And it's the same thing like you're talking about. There's no speed traps. They just set up these cameras and send you a ticket later now. Yeah. Well, and it's right. like, how do you explain to the camera? No, no, no. I'm a white guy. I'm supposed to get off yeah. of the ticket. You know? <laughs> there needs to be some context. They make the cameras really good uh, yeah. for, for that reason. Um, oh, man. So, uh, yes. Uh, ooh, I was about to say something that was very good. Oh, but being a human being. Oh, with the <laughs> algorithms, um, there was the story about, well, there's a story that algorithms discount people of color. Uh, there was, there's also another thing algorithms do where they, um, if, the, if there's some bad input, they can go crazy. I mean, right. they can literally. I think John Oliver was talking about re it, they use AI to read resumes now. Yes, and that's the one I was put the formatting differently. Thank it you doesn't even to get the, through. Thank you to the fruit of my loins with some of my DNA. You remembered what I forgot to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got where you were going, you know, you know. I thought, you know, it's like it's like wow. uh yeah. I thought have you it ever would eaten, take a while. Have you ever eaten at a thigh restaurant? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's been about six months. Uh, if you know anyone, I'm in the market. Okay. Uh, See, he doesn't know about the Ron DeSantis. Story. I, I no. am aware of that story too, but I was okay. making a sexual reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Boy, it's been six months. Uh, it wasn't Chinese though, so. <laughs> All right. uh, so resumes now, if they're routinely read by AI, um, they make incredible mistakes. And you think you're writing a resume for a human being, but AI is the best way to weed through thousands of them and refer the ones to the human beings that make the final decision. And and John was talking about the ways that AI is already affecting our lives, but we don't know it. Um, the other uh, amazing AI. Uh, futuristic thing is that AI will be able to write and create not just um, 
art and the, the funny things they're they're using in stories about it but it will be able to create businesses it'll be able to create movies apps oh well uh, eventually i still andrew did you see the spotify ai dj yet uh no i i think that was at the beginning of your show and i was trying yeah. to work out my technical stuff so i didn't okay. Um, I still think, and of course, a lot of people think this too, that you can't really replace human creativity because it doesn't follow any logical pattern. If it follows a logical pattern, what do you call it? Uh, Andrew lame jokes, bar jokes. What do you, you Oh know? yeah. Maybe hack or maybe. Hack. Yeah. 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 So I think AI would be a hack at certain kinds of creativity because it could only do the same jokes everyone else is doing. And it can modify them just slightly, but they're still the same dumb hack joke. Yeah. How do you get the computer, you know, stoned and then it'll create <laughs> something? Andrew, uh, like other creatives, uh, <laughs> it, it, it gets some inspiration from um, not medical uh, recreational marijuana. And uh, tell me a little about what that does for you. Just opens your opens your because I remember. Of, um, yeah. Oh yeah, a little bit of uh, relaxation, a little bit of um, uh, maybe more in touch with or or sort of feeling insignificant and your place in the world. I feel like um, uh, it feels great. Um, <laughs> five five stars. It, I, I'd it might actually <laughs> it might actually be a thing and get popular. Yeah. Well, sometimes I mean people say like marijuana makes you stupid. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that's the point. You know, if you can if you can blur sometimes reality a little bit, like Photoshop the world. And sometimes when I go on hikes, it's you know, I, I like to appreciate nature while I'm appreciating nature. But sometimes you just notice like the colors and the trees more because you're almost not worried about taxes and bills and the weight of everyday life. You've you sort of got a relief of a little bit of pressure and um, um you know what else, Andrew? Sometimes people say marijuana makes you stupid, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel here. like I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. But uh... Well, it's interesting to me partially because after not touching it for uh, three decades mm -hmm. uh, with my neuropathies and my cancer and my nausea and the chemo and the radiation, it was the only thing. It worked better than a nausea medication. But I also have to admit that... Uh, you know, did I get high like um, the old days? No, because in the old days, I don't know about you, uh, but Zip and I re remember, Zip remembers like Pepper's <laughs> Farm. You guys the, were the higher whole, than lab rats, man. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point was to get baked and really mm -hmm. to to our detriment. It did make us uh, incapacitated, stupid. Uh, and then today it's so strong that I have to admit that, yes, has it made music sound incredible? And I sit there and listen to music after uh, doing a very small amount, five milligrams or less, that helps with migraines that completely got rid of nausea. Uh, and, and I have to say, well, I'm no longer like against it. And if that's relapse, um, then I guess that is. But I also don't like I'll forget about it for a week or two at a time. I mm -hmm. don't think that happens to you andrew i think you don't forget about it <laughs> it's funny you bring that up actually i've been trying to give myself breaks um uh just because i've been a daily a mostly daily user for a while and so like i'll go on tour for a week and then i'll just not bring any with me 
Mm-hmm. Now, part of the problem is that everywhere you go, people have weed now. So they're yeah, like, you yeah. want some? And I'm like, I do, actually. It's actually, know? yeah, yeah. It's free. <laughs> I can't <laughs> turn down a free donut. I'm sure I right. do the same with Paul. But I, and I, the went, donut um, I went, actually, I actually have uh, five days without marijuana right now. And uh, wow. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know I don't if there's know. a coin for that. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of loose change yeah. in my couch. Um, do you do you gummy up before a performance? Gummy up. That's not no. Um, no, I try to stay as sober as I can throughout the day um, uh, before the show. Um, but you know, sometimes you're you're just feeling good, and um, you're definitely sharper without it. You're de- you know it. it will affect your performances but yeah uh, the, you've put you've been at shows where they purposely say this is a stoner show and yes you if you look up like if you can google the yeah. dope show you know that the whole point of those shows is to, to be stupid on right home. and the hardest part is being sober all day so you can perform a sober set and then <laughs> yeah. and then you take a break mid-show and now that um other drugs are legalized in oregon they're no. having you're uh, not gonna mushroom. do mushroom night no yeah, no, no and no. acid <laughs> and um no so i have not mm. signed up yet just you know but uh but uh i'm sure that'll be something in my future here welcome to psilocybin night ladies and gentlemen because i think if you can if you can try drugs in a controlled environment you know that's much safer it's i'm it, I, i'm gonna be a cool dad you know like you can drink at my house you know um <laughs> I probably would, I would probably say like, I would, even if I had kids, I would say like, don't even bother drinking because that's the dumbest thing. But everything else is probably uh, a little more um, better for the brain, I think. It's going to melt down. (laughs) I do think, by the way, to be really honest about this, I do think that expanding your consciousness is a part of altering reality. I just Mm -hmm. think that much like anything else, Christ um, was a boy, it can yeah. be overdone and it can be uh it can be a right. trap and, and you don't I'm not know feeding i haven't sold anyone's jewelry or you know <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal but i'm so um, glad cocaine never entered your life That's you know uh, Bob, look boy, at lisa's drawers <laughs> so so also glad for that you know yeah. um everybody i know that does it is not fun to be around so yeah. Yeah. um yeah i don't hang around those people it was a neat thing about having my kids and, you know, the fact that I didn't drink was th- this was their normal. Yeah. So hey, Keith came home and he was like, I was at Jeff's house. His dad is an alcoholic. And I said, why? He said, I watched him during the football game. He, he drank beer. And I said, well, how much beer did he have? He said, I counted. He had three beers. And I said, <laughs> In three hours? Yeah, he's an alcoholic. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. Uh, no. uh, it's kind of interesting. Anyway, I I find it interesting because I'm very proud of you, but you're also you you do a lot of things in moderation, and you have respect for people, and you're you know you're kind of a bit of a loner like me in some ways, who puts himself out there in front of people the opposite and seeks approval which <laughs> you know is sometimes not freely given <laughs> <laughs> well you know um totally more than not it's yeah. uh 
you know, I'm not trying to be a loner. It just uh, <laughs> it just uh, happened. You know, it's just natural. I guess Lonely. you you like your privacy, though. You like your for sure. I mean, yeah. there's some social anxiety. A lot of it is. I think that's sometimes what stunts me with dating is like almost just like almost just knowing that a girl likes me is enough because from then on. I can imagine that it went well instead of the reality, which is I probably ruin it, you know. So I, I think oh, you should ask her wow. if she wants to go to a Thai restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She gets the joke, joke she's a liberal, and you'll probably get along with her. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, you know, we're hanging in there. It's, it's, I get, I also get like, you know, I, I think highly of myself and I think, um, <laughs> and sure. some people might yeah, argue too much. I but, think highly of myself too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I meet a lot of people that I just don't feel like are on, you know, are, are worth my time. And, and also my career, you know, I justify a lot with like, I'm on this rocket ship trying to escape Earth's gravity. And like, <laughs> if I can just, you know, get to a certain spot, if I can just get in orbit where, you know, but I, but I will say that the biggest difference this year has been, I I'm making a little bit more money. So now I can afford to like take a girl out and not like her after two dates. And I don't, I don't go like, <laughs> Oh, I really wish I had that $50 back now. The electricity bill is going to be coming yeah. up late. You know, Andrew rivers, Andrew rivers, come, come yeah, in here. Let's yes. give him a big round of applause. All right. Thank you all for listening. I do want to mention that, uh, and I'm putting it last in the show. It's sort of like PBS. Uh, the show is brought to you by Bob and Lisa. PBS <laughs> B- was underwritten by the Syrup Foundation. <laughs> yes, syrup. It's good for you in reasonable amounts, about the same way Andrew does pot. Don't overdo it. Plant-based sugars are better than others. Otherwise, you might be a diabetic. Um, okay. Oh, how are you feeling, Shelly Murphy? Uh, so let's go. Hey, now that we're done. Uh, Dave, let's bring back our web developer, Dave. Dave is the, by the way, he's the Wizard of Oz behind yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Dave. Uh, and Dave is like, I don't want to talk. Don't make me talk. Um, <laughs> uh, go ahead and throw up the questions, because uh, I don't like to disrupt to read the questions yeah, during was, the show. Let's or just go ahead and throw up. Yeah. Uh, Any, well, just... think it's worth answering. We'll finish that way. This is how Steve Hofstetter ends his shows. Yeah. His comics Again, it's, it's creating, creating content, you know. Hand pink waving. What does that mean? I think that means his, his emoji didn't work. Ah, Steve Cormier <laughs> asks how much snow in Springfield? Almost two feet. And today I saw that we had about 600 gallons of uh, sap. And I literally decided to be a Vermonter and go out in the uh, four-wheel drive vehicle drive up to the farm back up to the sap shed at any time i could have got stuck and not gotten out but i'm retired so <laughs> and i like the danger and and, and adventure and also hank danger. usually does the hard outdoor outdoor work of pumping this app and if anything gets backed up in the next week or so while i'm here i want to be able yeah. to do it and I, I sort of had forgotten so i pumped the sap barely got the vehicle back to the barn and then i boiled and made about 12 gallons of maple syrup and when i got out i went 
oh my god another eight inches fell yeah nor'easter you guys right oh it's crazy it's probably i have a question feet. because yeah. doesn't the set don't the lines freeze up isn't that why you try to wait until march but if you get a big late snowstorm does that slow down the process more it's it's all weather dependent uh and um what you want is cold nights, but not too cold and warm days, but not too warm. And during that five or six weeks that that happens, you collect the sap and we do it with a vacuum pump. And some days we even have as much as 12, 13, 1400 gallons worth of sap. Today was a five or 600 gallon and, you know, I could make 12, 13 gallons of syrup. Uh, but I did it all alone. And then when I was done, I almost didn't get out the road. The car ah. did this thing where it swished around and stopped. And I was like, uh-oh. And the only thing I could do is back up and try it again with more speed, which could go bad in the snow. Uh, but I got over the hill and I got here, Ed saw about four minutes before the podcast. So uh, if not... You were over the hill before, though. <laughs> if not, I would have done it from the phone. Thank you. From the phone like Spike does. Uh, all right. Uh, any other questions? I got a little something. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the private comment that I uploaded a, a uh, video uh, in regards to the AI creating creative content. Yes. It, I, this is the greatest thing I've seen all week. Let me uh, go ahead and play it. Okay. Cats, 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 always on the prowl. They're sneaky and sly with their eyes on the goal. They're the kings of the house, they rule with the perm. Eminem loves cats, can't you tell from this first? They're independent, they do what they please, but they always come back when you have some teeth. They rub against your legs, they pull in your ear. They're the best companions, they're always near. But don't get on their bad side, they're scratching their bite. They have their own minds, they won't be denied. They're the bosses of the house. Putting the show, but we love them anyway. They're out feeling bras. They me up for food. They me up for play. They me up for attention. They want it their way. But we can't stay mad. They're too cute to scold. We give in to their demands. They're charms such a bold. Me out, me out, me out. Me out, me out, They're the kings of the house. They're with the show. They don't need a spouse. They're the best pets in the Feeling free, them and them lost cats, another very end. They may drive us crazy, but they constantly out. But we can't stay mad, it's still the hard with a single perm. So I did see that, and um, I'm gonna steal the line from uh, John Oliver. The AI is never gonna be as good as a human being. I mean, they rhymed house with spouse and yeah, left yeah, mouse yeah. sitting there. we're looking at the beta version though like in 10 yeah, years true. this thing's gonna be incredible exponentially we, we are heading into a post-truth world a post-reality world even. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you're right I can't wait i'm gonna be so popular in there oh <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we all get the air miles you for that. very very sorry very very sorry. all right everybody is that the last question uh, yeah i there wasn't any burning questions I didn't catch uh, or I no didn't worries. star. Yeah. What will Purdue do? <laughs> Poor Frank. All right. Just... Cheers, everybody. Be well. The Bob and Zip Show.